What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits, where we walk you through Bitcoin bit by bit so we can provide you with the information you need to succeed and persist. We're back for another episode. We're about to hit the 30 mark. Not quite there. Episode 29. What's going on, Ben? Let's go. Another week, man. We, another we, week. We're bagging these things on a consensus base, man. Yeah, and the man. value, I feel good about it because the value yeah. that's coming out of this project, this Talking in Bits project, is just on another level. Yeah, man. Um, you know, already implementing what I learned from you on paying my electric bill with three strikes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. saving 5% and converting that to Bitcoin instantly on the fly with minimal fees. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, man. This is this might sound like a boast, but, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, man. And um, some of the quality that's coming out of these podcasts is either redundant. Yeah. Or just whack. Content-wise? Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's uh, it's stale. I guess stale yeah. is the word. Like, like I, I'm a guy that can stomach a three and a half hour podcast. I've done it for years now. Yeah. But, man, if you got an hour podcast and 15 minutes in, I'm already looking for the escape button. Mm-hmm. Your Bitcoin content might be a little still. I think we're doing great. In, yeah, man. In that comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of podcasts. We talk about that out there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no. I, I like short, actionable things. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think we're doing all right. Yeah, I think we, yeah, we're getting fresh content as we learn on the fly. Maybe that's yeah. the benefit. Maybe yeah. a lot of these individuals, and I'm not putting names out there because I think even putting a podcast out is quite an accomplishment and quite mm-hmm. a feat in itself. Uh, but yeah, maybe it's just that, you know, some of these guys have already learned some of the stuff and forgot to keep their ear to the ground, right? And mm-hmm. forgot to talk to the, the people that don't know how to do this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the content becomes stale because, you know, the big dogs, the maxis are doing really good content and now they're trying to put their content up there instead of just simplifying it. And I think we simplify it because we're learning on the fly. Yeah. I think that's a, a missing ingredient. I agree. We weren't going to start with that, but yeah. I did want to say that because... I feel good about what Talking to Bits is doing. 29 is just an early milestone, in my opinion, even though it's not technically a milestone. But it's because of that. It's because in the beginning, it was like, how do we keep talking about Bitcoin forever? Mm-hmm. Right? Easy. This is, I said it before the show, this is yeah. a fire hose to the face yeah, 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 every yeah. single day. Right. Uh, but we choose the right things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I think you would agree. Yeah, I think the, the producer's doing a good job. Yeah. Shout uh, out to the producer, Jose Burgos. Oh, okay. I, was, I don't even know if we got titles, man. Guys, we just put this stuff together. Like, if you guys think we got this structure going on, we just like talking shit and the microphone helps us capture and document yeah. that experience for you guys to get value in. But anyways, we wanted to start off by reminding, I, don't, I couldn't think of a better term, nervous Nellies. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a better term. Yeah, the, the AKA, that, that, that's the people in my inbox, you know, when the price goes from, <laughs> you know, down 20%, so if 30%. you listen to the show and you're in his inbox, you know he's talking about you. <laughs> Yeah, no. Nah, um, the sky's Bit- not falling. Yeah, sky's not falling. Um, Bitcoin is not dead. Bit- it's you can't kill it. Shame on you um, if you thought so. Right, and so yeah, for people who bought at the top and, and saw us go down to thirty, like that's a little scary. Um, but we bounced. Yeah, twenty eight, twenty nine, momentarily. Um, the price jumped back to forty. Yeah, and people are back in my inbox. Yo, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Like, because people just want to come up. People like exciting things. Yeah, yeah. and people do want a, a better fulfillment. But yeah. You know, just pay more attention. Listen yeah. to this podcast. Share this podcast with your friends. Uh, I, I know people that also that that I thought would never listen to podcasts. That when I share the podcast, they're now yeah. consumers of podcasting. So yeah. you know, never think in your head like you're a uh, an, an only podcaster. I used to think that for a while. Like there's a small breed of population that podcast. Mm-hmm. I think we're very early on in the podcast game, and I think every day people start being attracted to podcasts because they're starting to find out that the information that they were getting before. You know, on one of these social media platforms is diluted now and it's no mm. longer proper information. And a lot of these podcasts are actually cutting all the noise out and giving direct information. So yeah. I, 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 you know, share this podcast. You'll be surprised how many people are looking for Bitcoin information. You'll be surprised how many people are looking to learn and try new things. But ultimately, 
the people that are trying to cut the noise down and just focus on Sigma. Um, so share the podcast. But yeah, Nervous Nellies, um, yeah, the sky's not falling. Yeah. We already told you in a bunch of episodes, and if you pay attention, Bitcoin has already won this process from a, from a standard protocol level all the way up to a, a freedom level uh, uh, and everything in between. It's just, we like when things work, and it works mm. well. The current system is absolutely caca. Um, I, I still can't get over, like, I was listening to uh, Jack Mahler's yep. talk about how strikes work in El Salvador. Yeah. With the whole, like, hey, you open the strike app. Yeah. You click this button. It scans a QR code. You buy the pupusas from the lady. Yeah. Instantly, she gets... By the gets, way, pupusas <laughs> on the come up these last few hey, months. Hey, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, <laughs> she instantly gets Bitcoin deposited into her account. Yeah, her and, wallet. And the transaction is final. There's no waiting. There's no, yeah. you know, credit debit waiting. Uh, you know, period of time. Yeah. And she can immediately convert to USD or she can just hold Bitcoin. That's magical. We repeat that stuff every week, yeah. but I, I think it's because every time you it's hear it, it's crazy, magical. bro. Yeah. And I, I low key, I want to go there. It's magical. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's take a trip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out Bitcoin to uh, Beach. And the other, I'm about to reach out to uh, Fernando Ponte. He's he's a video guy such as yourself. Uh, shout out to him. He's out, out there in El Salvador. I'm going to reach out to him. He was on the podcast before. Dope. Um, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's magical every time you hear the connection that happens. Yeah. Problem. But that's what I mean by it, it already has won. I know people have told me that saying it already has won sounds pompous, right? Like mm -hmm. it sounds very, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, you got to wait and see. When you see how mm -hmm. bad the current system is, you, there is no wait and see. It's already fixed it. And El Salvador, I think, is just proof yeah. that that exists and that formula exists. Does it have to be tweaked and updated? Sure. Sure. But it's software. It's a good start. It's it's fantastic start. And yeah. I'm more interested in... This is going to probably get a lot of slack. Um, wherever lightning ends up is where Bitcoin will end up. Yeah. And Bitcoin will always exist. So you have to understand what I'm saying there. I'm not saying that Bitcoin is depending on lightning. I'm telling you that all the innovation for the next five years is going to happen on the lightning layer before we move on to whatever layer three is going to be. Wherever lightning, the, 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 how far lightning goes is how many people are going to get onto Bitcoin as fast as possible. Mm. That's like the catalyst of where, where Bitcoin needs to go. Um, so I'm paying a lot of attention to the lightning, the, the lightning side of things, which is yeah. You keep circling back, Jack Mulder strike, paying the pupusa lady. Have you ever thought about opening a pupusa shop? Now might be the time to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th I've heard so many different cultures talk about pupusas, like it, yeah. it's like their ancient food of choice. That's funny. Uh, it is pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, the sky's not uh, uh, falling. Um, that that's due to price action. Sky was never falling if you weren't paying a attention to price action. But I wanted to know something real quick, and I wanted your help on this one because yep. I know nothing about this. Yep. So I saw a moment there, literally, that I've seen before in Bitcoin, but I, I, maybe I was just privy to being on my phone at that second. But I saw the price just start going from 38 to 39 to like, like, like in chunks. Like it was, yeah. every second, it would be like <laughs> yeah. a five. And it went to yeah. 42 or 41 and a half at one point yeah. in a matter of, I swear, 30 seconds. It yeah. was just pumping, pumping, pumping. Now... I go to Twitter to check. What's happening? Yeah. Something's happening. Yeah. A lot of people are getting shorted, liquidated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain that to me. How did that not hurt? And how does it make a spike instead? Uh, um, that correlation, please. Yeah, so uh, in trading, um, there are two views, right? You're either bullish or you're bearish or you're long or you're short. Um, to be long is to be bullish and to be short is to be bearish. Uh, so if you're long, you're betting the price is going to go up. If you're bearish or short, you're betting the price is going to go down. So when Bitcoin was at, say, I don't know, yeah. 35, they were betting that the price would go back down to 30, and they were holding that position as an option. So they put money down, 
or, or Bitcoin down as premium on that bet. Okay. And should that bet come true, they stand to gain, you know, X amount. Okay. Um, and their bet wasn't true and they okay. got liquidated. And so when it says like, hey, 120 million just got liquidated in short positions, yep. that means that there was $120 million on the line where people were playing with options <laughs> saying that we were going back to 30 yeah. and the bulls, you know, bulldozed them and yeah. we went to 42K, uh, right? Sense. So whoever had, a, <laughs> if you had a long position from 35 up, you say 35, 40, you came up probably a hundred percent okay you know what i mean that's interesting i've traded stock options i haven't traded bitcoin options um i don't don't know what gain that would be but uh and don't do it unless you know (laughs) i don't know unless you know yeah so that's funny that's that's why people get wrecked yeah exactly exactly those are the dudes they get because i'm like all right so they got wiped out but how does that make the price skyrocket but i see it's because now they had to liquidate what they were holding yeah exactly yeah so So that but outside of that i mean there's a lot of whale alerts that are like you know this dude just transferred 42 million from you know this exchange to a cold wallet yeah and i usually see those tweets after a big you know a big price that makes sense swing goes up and so people are it's off the market exactly people are taking liquidity off the market all of a sudden gotcha scarcity makes the price go up. supply shock yeah man gotcha okay that i understand but the short thing i didn't get i was like oh wait a minute like Uh, shame on anybody yeah. who would bet that Bitcoin would fall. <laughs> yeah, this goes back to the conversation we were having last week about the glass nose dude. Though, yep. like they can say whatever they want, yeah, and still be relevant. That's very strange to me in the world. I, mean, where... I think what they do is, I mean, they report on chain analytics, so they're going to say X amount of coins came from this exchange onto mm-hmm. you know an exchange, or, yeah. or or from cold storage to an exchange, and vice versa. Um, and they just give a lot of insight that like regular people don't really know or they'll string it together with like there was that incident and this you know it's yeah kind of like a news information thing and then from there they draw their own financial predictions yeah but everyone's financial prediction is a, a guesstimate at best i guess you back to the mean? weatherman example they could give you the precipitation they could give yeah. you all these other stats and then you, you figure yeah, out I mean, if hey, you want to go to the beach or not <laughs> case in point when we started this podcast we were at what 50 I don't remember. Probably. No. 40s? I think we started early January, and that's when we started to boil up. We were probably 25s, 30s, early gotcha. 30s. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, when we were at 65, a lot of people were convinced that we would see, you know, six figures by June, July. Sure. And, uh, you know, it contrary to the yeah. all the experts' predictions. Which I'm happy that happened, by the way. I don't think yeah. it's, you know, when you talk about price discovery, I don't think it was supposed to go six figures that fast. Yeah. Uh, and if it did, I would be concerned. I actually talked yeah. to a pleb who's a, a really good lady older than me. I talk to her in the DMs every now and then. Shout out to her. She knows who, who she is. A uh, very supportive individual. Um, she um, she basically told me she, you know, she has a history in trading and all that. And she basically stopped buying Bitcoin, which is very, also I think is a bad idea. But to her logic was was right because when it started to go, you know, 50, 60, mm-hmm. she saw that that was just too much hype. Yeah. She was like, this eventually yeah, has to go. Yeah, exactly. So she did the smart move and actually maximize her dollars a little bit of a gamble but she waited till price went back down yeah she did a fantastic job instead yeah. of fomo and uh but that's something that you know the glass nose guys or, or, or reporters whatever you want to call them to be just give the average person way too much noise man yeah. like it's cool to know all that stat if you are trying to achieve to do this to be an investor to be a trader it's cool that but for the average person man Man, you, you're playing with house money here, man. You're yeah. playing with all you got. You're playing with all your life savings. And these dudes don't give a damn about you personally, not as a whole, as an audience. I'm sure they care about their audience. They don't care about you personally, man. And then they're going to give you these numbers. They could be wrong 1,000%. Mm-hmm. I've seen them be wrong 1,000%. You, you know, you're one of these shorts. 
you take their advice, you mm-hmm. get liquidated. There's no customer service that you can call and say, yo, yeah. you told me glass snowed, bro. So I think that's dangerous. Um, I don't know how to fix that, by the way. I'm yeah. not saying that there's... You know, I don't, I don't know think you, it's fixable. Yeah, and you could always just disclaimer, hey, do your own shit. Maybe they should yeah. pin it to the top of their profile. I don't know how you fix that. The, yeah. It's still always up to the person to make the decision to take the advice. Mm. I understand that logic. These people are not doing anything wrong. But boy, in a uh, you know, trust, verify world like yeah. Bitcoin, these guys are basically able to just throw stuff up there. And yeah. They say whatever they want. And then yeah. if it messes up, hey, sorry, guys, I'm still bullish, though. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, so having traded options, um, I see, uh, you know, there's certain stock websites where they have yeah. like basically their tweets, but in a blog post format. So you'll have like 10 different, anal- you know, analysts who they all have different opinions on different things and they'll have a post and they'll post their charts and they're like, yeah. you know, this is my prediction, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of a thing in like the trading sphere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to the average person, I mean, you could read that chart be yeah. extremely bullish yeah uh but if you bet the mortgage money i mean is that on the the analysis person or is that you betting on the mortgage money no no you know? no it's, you know it's just a, it's just a poker like i get mad at the weatherman when he wrong oh facts yeah yeah we, <laughs> so, got, we got rained out of the game yesterday you see what i'm so saying like, like so i'm not saying that i'm deaf to these glass nose yeah. guys they bring an interesting uh, uh aspect but i think it's like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna boo you off the screen bro if you right. keep being wrong and, yeah, and like yeah. standing out there if you ruin my beach day mm-hmm. i'm gonna come at you uh, because you guys are publicly taking that I mean, the weatherman has to take that heat. He live mm-hmm. on TV. You can see his face. You might catch him at Starbucks. You might catch him in another spot. So I think they got to get this this type of heat if they're not getting it already. I haven't been paying attention. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just interesting. But it, you know, but last week we were talking about a right way to do things and a bad way to do things and our respective opinions. You know, you got the Will Clements of the world, young guy pushing really content, glass no dude. But you got the Lane Aldens of the world as well. Mm-hmm. I that's more signal to me. Homeboy over here has a little bit more noise to me. Yeah. There's well, a right way to well, do it. Well, Lynn stuff, she's... Um, Global level, too. Yeah, her her stuff is like a book report, right? Yeah, it's very in-depth. You know I mean? But that's a, what I mean. I think that's, yeah. you know... We're not talking about just saying, hey, bulls, this this in the past has meant that we're about to go to six figures. Lynn is more like, well, if that's the case, I'm going to break down every single time this happened. And then with that more information, you can make a more analytical choice for yourself. Yeah. But I'm not telling you to do anything. On the other hand... And she doesn't get on, you don't see her jumping on Twitter saying, yo, six-figure time, y'all. There's a right way to do it. I'm giving you information because yeah. I'm interested in this and I want you to come to your own conclusions. There's, I want to get a lot of subscribers. I want to be the Bitcoin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you these numbers that signify bull, even see, if I'm wrong. But yeah. if I'm right, yeah, 100,000 more followers, yeah. right? Like, that's You're kind of an influencer at that point. Yeah, and you're you're you know influencing yeah. your Twitter following, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, and I think I, he jumped on the pop, the pop train and all that, so he got a lot of influence just by being around the right people. Yeah. Uh, but that I don't care who you're around; it doesn't change your importance to this this field, right? Somebody yeah. can call me out on the information I give here. That's what Bitcoin is about. It's not yeah. about just saying, "Well, he got two hundred thousand followers; he must be right." Right. It's about saying, "Yo, I got four hundred followers, and I think you're full of shit, and I'm gonna call you out on that. Mm-hmm. And until you talk to me and tell me why I'm wrong." I can feel like you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of environment, that free market environment that, you know, everybody has an even say in the situation. Uh, and there's a right way and there's a wrong way. Um, usually the wrong way is very more opportunistic and the right way is very more time consuming uphill challenge. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once again, respectable, redeemable, uh, a legacy that's not a flash in the pan, a legacy that lasts forever will most likely be Lynn's writing career. Mm-hmm. Homeboy's a flash in the pan. Yeah. I, I, I don't doubt, and, and uh, time stamp this, 
I don't doubt I see Will Clement three or four years following through. I mm-hmm. really don't doubt it. I, yeah. I don't know why. I don't have any, I don't know the guy. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Long lasting legacy versus flash in the pan, jump on whatever's hot and tell the bulls we go. I'm curious to see what Will's take would be in the bear market. Yeah. We're gonna see one eventually. I mean, some people when a bear market comes, they're you know, they probably jump ship. They probably go to Ethereum or you sure. know. Sure. We'll see. Uh, but I want to see his take. And I, I want to see his take on, like, like what do you report during the bear market? Not yeah. just, I want to see if he sticks around. Yeah. It's going to be tough for you to post bullish tweets when there's yeah. no bullish activity happening. So right. what do you do? Yeah. Do you bounce to something else? Do you start talking about a different, you know, coin, different mm-hmm. macro? I, I don't know. But that, yeah. that right way, wrong way always rings into my head. I'm not saying I'm the, ar- the arbiter of truth or whatever, but I always seem to think that there's a massive life benefit in just doing it virtuously as opposed to doing it trendy or doing it. People are fickle. Fans are mm-hmm. fickle. You could go from 300,000 to nothing yeah. overnight just by you saying something. Build a legacy, man. Do the research and let people come to their own conclusion. That's what I hope we do here to y'all. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to make y'all do anything. We're just trying to make you aware. And when you're aware, you get curious. And when you're curious, you change your life. That's kind of like the step of the, how, how, how things go, in my opinion. All right, man. That was this long tangent. <laughs> Straight Bitcoin tab. Yeah. Uh, Strike app. I saw the tweets. Yep. Um, very exciting when I saw it pop up. I'm a rare tweeter, so or a rare poster. So when Let, I posted it. Yeah, let's let's just re-talk about this. Go um, for it. So listening to Jack Marlins explain why he was doing what he was doing, he was talking about Coinbase. And he's yeah. like, listen, Coinbase's CEO has a shitcoin casino, and this is where he's making a lot of his money. Um, and they're also making a lot of money on Bitcoin fees. And so his whole thing was like, I'm going to sell Bitcoin at minimal fee cost. And so they've developed a tab, which is amazing. Um, they could have, so right now you can buy it on there, but you can't send it to a cold, you can't send it out to any address. Yeah, yeah. So, so Strike, if you if you buy Bitcoin on Strike, yeah, you're buying essentially on an exchange and you can't cash it out currently. You can't send it anywhere. Right. So my theory is, is that Jack got a lot of feedback from the community, from the plebs, from the people using Strike that were already taking advantage of the low mining fees and the, and the ability to be able to buy Bitcoin for dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. So he thought, this is my theory, beneficial to us to come and stomp the likes of Coinbase with another big bullish announcement mm-hmm. and just make this a feature in the app. Now, you could just yeah. buy it and we'll do that same thing in the background. Right. Um, I don't know why they didn't already say, hey, we're not rolling this out until you could withdraw. Yeah. I don't know have why they had any, Have they had any commentary on it? I've heard a few other plebs just say that they're working on it. I don't. I haven't yeah. heard anything from Jack specifically. Um, I'm sure they're. I'm sure that it's work. They're working on it. I of course. And yeah, they I, just wanted to roll the. In my take, they they rolled out the B button because they want people to start buying there immediately. Yeah. And they're on the back end trying to work to get stuff to addresses. That's I'm assuming. Fine. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. And this is a win. I, when, yeah. I've been talking about this lately to 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 people that I've talked to on a daily basis about it. Um, it kind of seems like I'm upset at that. Yeah, I would notice that somebody who never used Strike for that reason is going to get huge benefit from just having it in one spot. Yeah, yeah. And I'm cool with not taking the extra step. But this morning is a perfect example. I had 100 bucks. I said I'm going to stack. I then I used the Bitcoin button. I did it mm. the other way. Yeah, I just yeah, went yeah. back and did it the same exact other way yeah. because I'm trying to move that. So I know they know. I know they're aware. Yeah. What I'm scratching my head at is, is this feature already exists inside of the app being able to send to other addresses. Yeah, people don't know about it. No, no, like, oh, as a payment system, like, gotcha, if you gotcha, use the gotcha. app, you know that you can do this, right? Like, so to me, it's like, 
how difficult and there's probably a million answers for this so I, I don't from wanna... a coding perspective how difficult is it to take that function copy and paste or do like duplicate to a new page and then change the address from a username to a bitcoin address well like, you're gonna you don't have to change even the way it works because you could yeah. already dump an address in there so yeah. why can't i just dump my cold storage address in and then it? you guys send that yeah the only thing that i've been able to think about while i've been scratching my head is tax reasons i'm yeah. sure if they're a, a broker of bitcoin they have to do something on the withdrawal standpoint. Report yeah. withdrawals, report you know certain things. Maybe they haven't they got that whole thing tied up. But as a developing standpoint, the app has the functionality to read any type of uh, invoice, uh, Lightning or or Bitcoin. It should, at the very least, when I buy it in the Bitcoin tab, when I go over to the other tab to pay somebody mm-hmm. or or to send it to a Bitcoin address, the money I have, it should be an option that says, "Do you want to pull it from your Bitcoin wallet?" Yeah. And then you don't even need to do the sending from the Bitcoin tab. So you don't even need to copy and paste. You just need to tell the current system to give the person the option to want to uh, get it out of there. Yeah. Uh, or at least to have the funds available to get out of there. But the only thing I can think of is that. They're yeah. waiting for some type of, le- not yeah. legislation, but they have to get approved. They, sh- they, of- should, they should make a blog about it or Jack should just go live I'm and sure say, he hey, will. let's talk about the elephant in the room. I'm sure it's and coming. He's, he's going he's gonna to announce that and then he'll have some other crazy thing that he's working on. Yeah, the Europe you know police, I, mean? I think, is inevitable. I think when yeah. they go live in Europe, it's going to be much bigger. I know yeah, he, he said he wanted to that. focus about being, you know, like the, these other smaller projects, but yep. like as a test run. But Europe is going to be big for him. I know there's a lot of avid uh, Europe listeners to this podcast and Europe Bitcoiners that are like hey you know one strike mm-hmm. like what's happening here Literally. like uh so yeah I, I i have no doubt it's gonna come out i'm very just weirded out why and i think people that have been using it like me like you before this are just gonna do it the old way yeah it's not that hard to do yeah, um, yeah you send it to a wallet lightning wallet and then send it to your storage yeah yeah and if the mempool is like one or two blocks i always check the mempool if the mempool is one or two blocks in don't even do the li- the lightning just send it to your bitcoin address because the mining fees are still gonna be like six cents mm-hmm. because there's no blocks they're gonna yeah. take your transaction right on the next block yeah um so do that uh and avoid the lightning step but yeah yeah th- there's there's so many different ways to do it to be advantageous about this stuff so i i think for now the bitcoin tab is a bust yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's useful unless you just didn't know how to do that before. Um, I think and, there's, I think there's a lot of people who don't know how to do that. Sure, and it might be useful to them. And yeah. a lot of people don't care about sending to cold storage stuff. Yeah, no. There's a lot of people that rock their stuff on the yeah. phone. I, yeah, I've, I've had people tell me, "Yo, I got three stacks sitting on Cash App." Yeah, it's just yeah. you're not paying attention to the show or to what's going on. But yeah. people have a preference because they actually want to sell at some point. They actually are thinking like, "Nah, man, this is gonna go up to like." You know, 10, 20 stacks, and then I'm going to flip, sell it right here on Cash App. Mm-hmm. I respect all that. There's dangers yeah. that come with it, but people do it for their own different uh, intentions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I had a friend last year who sold. I think he sold to like 20. Oh. And he said he needed the cash. Oh, he probably uh, sold them for, to us. For like some remodel. Probably sold it to me, right? Yeah. Um, But I'm, I'm just like, I know you didn't need that. Like, I like I, I kind of know him where I'm like, I know you didn't really need that. Yeah. But they just still view it as like an investment vehicle. I, it's a small example, you know but I saying? talked about that like in an earlier episode here. I gave somebody yeah. that I used to work with. I, I think I, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I sent them a short little money. I was like, yeah, let's buy Bitcoin. They told me they went on a date. Yeah. Or they bought some takeout or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I just, gave, I just gave my man some yesterday. Uh, He's a videographer. And yeah. uh, we were talking about it. We were at Polar Park talking about it. Yep. And um, it's like, you know, how does it work? And this and that. And it's just really easy to show people, you know? Yeah. So. Now that's when you got to pull up with like the you know on the rainy day underneath the bridge with the trench coat jackets and take them to a secret room and, and, and give them the, the proposition of a lifetime. <laughs> like yo, I can't do this in public. Right. We got to meet up later right. in the underground uh, because you're 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 living a a made up life. Yeah yeah you're living a simulation. Um, 
kudos to the people that are curious enough to ask questions. I've gotten yeah. a lot of questions lately too, and um, you know, on um, I guess on a, uh, on a personal standpoint, it makes me feel good to be able to help. But on another yeah. level, it's like kudos to you, uh, yeah. individual, yeah, uh, for learning, for, for, for for wanting to understand what this is. Absolutely, I don't think this will come around again in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, I'm more than certain. I don't think we'll ever see anything like this come around again. Um, just because of how effective it, it works and it can only get better. So, yeah, kudos for everybody who's jumping on early. Uh, we had this later on, but we could bring it up. Amazon. Um, yeah. Eh, so uh, everybody was messaging me this. Amazon's going to start, quote, unquote, accepting crypto, and they're working on blockchain stuff. But it's like, <laughs> yo, like the tweets that I've seen have been like, we're so early that Amazon's statement literally means nothing. They can do all this with Bitcoin and with Bitcoin alone, and that yeah. just shows how early we really are. I'm always going to be meh on these because it's like my job is to get as many plebs as possible to stack as much as possible before these meh companies come around. Yeah. Listen, when the big conglomerates have gotten to the level that these guys have gotten to, they have stabbed a lot of backs, burned a lot of bridges, pretty much been cutthroat to get to their position, killed a lot of industries. Do you think they're going to care that the pleb has any Bitcoin or not? They're going to devour this stuff as soon as they seem it deemable and as soon as they see that it's profitable for them. Don't give these freaking conglomerates your your Bitcoin. Yeah. Don't. I, I, yeah. Listen. Pay them the dirty money. I I I talked to Tarantula about this a little while ago, and it was like when 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 they say yo uh, you could pay get ten percent off whatever, fuck you. I'm paying with my credit card. Mm. Here you go. Take the extra ten percent. You're not gonna get this beautiful, 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 um, rarest asset of all time. That's gonna be much more worth than that extra ten percent you're fucking trying to take off. On the contrary, I'm gonna give it to you, organization, and you're gonna bank it and you're gonna hold it because you have other resources and mm. you're gonna be a, another gazillionaire in ten years. And listen, take the credit card. It's fine. That's dirty fiat. You can have that at a ten percent. I don't blame you. It's such trash currency that you need to charge me ten percent to take it. Mm. I understand. Take it. Because if I go, first of all, the tax incentive is a bitch. But if I go through swapping fiat into paying people in Bitcoin, it's not advantageous to me from a, a, a spending level. And it's not advantageous to me from, you know, a, a future level. Why am I giving that away? I yeah. just give them some credit card debt. They can have that. And we were talking about that for a while. But yeah, a lot of these companies, I know Amazon's going to do the same thing. Yeah, will get your Prime subscription for cheaper if you use Bitcoin. Uh, they might even bump it up and say, yeah, we'll give you 24-hour delivery if you use crypto. Uh, Bitcoin, whatever. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. I mean, there is an argument to be made where if you use Strike... And that's then, what I'm thinking. I, I you use that on the fly. That's fine. You but now I, mean? I just circle back to what you said. Not many people know how to do that. Yeah. And not many people want to do that. That's where we come in, man. No, so Amazon's just going to lean... True. Yeah. But that's where Amazon's going to lean on convenience and just tell yeah. people, you know. And yeah. then people don't value this as much as we value it, right? Because in order for you to want to hold it for a long time, it needs to be valuable to you, mm-hmm. right? Like the idea of a savings account after the orange pill is ridiculous to me because if the action of saving requires me to hold cash, right, for a future reason, mm-hmm. for a vacation, for a house, for whatever, and when you know after the orange pill how the monetary system works, you're not understanding why you're saving. You have to value what you're saving in order for it to mean anything. If you value the U.S. dollar, you're doing yourself an injustice because your U.S. dollar is just leaking like a boat in the background. You're not going to be able to make that money. Inflation's so you, up 5%. Come on, man. And, and, and to come. Literally and, and to come. And they keep doing it. They're going to yeah. keep doing it. And that's my thing. They, ta- they taught you to save, which is something that's a valuable action. You, you only save what's valuable to you, right? Um, they, they force you to save something that doesn't even belong to you. Yeah. It belongs to them. So you're saving their asset for them, not your own asset. And that's very strange to me once you go past Orange Pill that people still consider a savings account, fiat-wise, a savings account. It yeah. is not. 
It's just a place for you to hold your money. It's a losing for them. account. It's their, it's the ultimate cuckery, right? It's yeah. their, you know, their situation. You're just allowing them to handle it for you, right? So it's like it's cuckery. At its, look up cuckery. <laughs> it is cuckery at its finest that you're allowing them to fuck you in this fashion and fuck your asset in that asset and that in that fashion because they taught you to save and value their good, not your good. Very strange. Yeah, uh, bro. House prices are crazy. Used car prices are crazy. General inflation is crazy. And what that means is if you're holding in cash, if you have, if you had $100,000 in the bank, that 100000 is worth 5% less because everything is getting 5% more expensive. And that doesn't include cars and houses, which are the biggest assets that we buy. You know what I mean? Michael Saylor posted something. He's like, if you own a house, you the, the two-year inflation numbers are 20%. If you own a house, because the housing market is up twenty percent in two years, yeah, and so like it's it's nuts, man. Yeah, um, once again, so it, it doesn't belong to you. Don't they, hold in cash. Yeah, they can do whatever you want. Your savings account should be in Bitcoin. Bitcoin literally fixes this. Um, that's actually yours. You possess it. Don't let them scare you. Otherwise, as far as I know, and any other Bitcoiner that has really dug into it, know there's just no reversible way for them to get it. Mm. This they, is to to clarify. This is in cold storage. Yeah, sure. Yeah, excellent. If you leave it on this an exchange, isn't a, this right. isn't Cash App, Coinbase, Gemini. Hey, listen, it can even be a, a hot wallet, but you mm -hmm. have to have the keys to that hot wallet. So, so it's, yep. it's really keys that you're worried about. Your private keys. If you have the private keys, because Mun Wallet gives you your private keys, and yep. So you're, you're still good there. But right, the to, best way is cold storage. To clarify, a hot, uh, that wallet would be something you can download from you know your sure. app store. So Mun Wallet. What are the other ones? Blue Wallet. Blue Wallet. There's a bunch yeah. of them out there. Really good. Sparrow Wallet is really good out there. Um, this just it, it, it's all it's all a need based thing. They all do the yeah. same thing uh, yeah. except Mun. Mun handles Lightning. I think better than most other wallets do. Yeah. Mun is um, solid, man. I just sent more stats. Yeah, man. It's Shout perfect. out to that team. Um, I think they're South American. I, I could be wrong oh. on that. I don't want to mess that up. But they, 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 yeah, that the experience that they've been able to simplify everything with, it, yeah. it's really cool. It looks nice. It doesn't look, uh, you know, from doing apps back in 2018, 2019. I know UI is a huge part of it. It needs yeah. to just look appealing. And they, they, they did a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, it's a good experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So shout out to them. But yeah, Hot Wallet, you could download. But yeah, Keys is the, if, as long as you own the private keys, because remember, you know, Bitcoin lives... Uh, behind private keys. That's mm -hmm. where it lives. So that's how it knows where it's located. That's how you can reference the ledger and say, hey, you know, it, the last destination of this output was this address, meaning the keys that own this address own this Bitcoin. Uh, it can't be reproduced, can't be, you know, uh, du duplicated or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, if you got the keys, you can do it. But cold storage is preferred, of course. And, um, yeah, man, it, it don't give Amazon your fucking, don't yeah. give Amazon your fucking Bitcoin. Um and get yourself some cold storage, get it off of there. They can't take it from you, um, unless they kill you. Yeah. And if you go far enough down the orange pill, maybe sooner, maybe later, you're gonna want them to kill you before they can get it. It's just one of those things. I know that sounds very extreme, mm -hmm. and maybe newer listeners are probably like, "What the hell did he just say?" Mm -hmm. Uh, but you gotta understand that, especially if you have kids, um, this system won't work. Historically, it doesn't work. It won't work this time. And you're living in this false reality uh, whenever you tie yourself to anything that is fiat related. It's not real. It's manipulated. And it's made to make you feel a certain way. Um, so I, I think you'll get to the point where, yeah, you're going to have to kill this to pry this from my hands or pry yeah. this from my kids' hands. And even at that, they won't get it. They'll just stop you from getting it. <laughs> and so as, as crazy as that sounds, yeah, people don't understand that gold has been confiscated not too long yeah. ago. I said, hey, everyone, bring in your gold. And if you don't, you're, you're going to have problems. And they did. And they... Big you know, problems. 
they then created this issue where gold was now worth X, Y, Z, and it you know has continued to go up, but our dollars aren't backed by gold. They used to be. Yeah. And so the notes that we hold literally hold lay claim to nothing. Nothing. And they you know convinced I mean? you to save that. And they convinced you to save that. So, so you can knowing, buy their debt. Hey, save that so you can come and purchase this. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, uh, the orange pill is the greatest thing that can ever happen to a human being. Uh, I've heard of the red pill and all that. That's fantastic. Yeah. But the orange pill covers all of that. Yeah. Because once you figure out that the money's fucked, you realize that everything else associated with the money is fucked. So you don't need to be red pilled or whatever. You don't need to be none of that. You need to be orange pilled and understand what's really happening. Because I promise you, the biggest problems that are happening right now are tied to that dollar. Yeah. Are tied to that petrol. I think, I think the orange leads to red, but the red doesn't lead to the orange. I think the the red is only if you're political and political or circus. Political, neither side politically or person or individual cares about the, the the citizen. They're all a leverage game. It's all a tactic. So if you're red pilling, you're leaning towards a political side, and you're learning these type of uh, deeper state things, which is fantastic. Uh, but the orange pill is a sovereignty pill. The red pill is hate the other guys or hate anybody who's contrary. Not hate. That's wrong. But like, you know, agree to this, don't agree to that. The orange pill, there's nothing to agree to. Once you read enough and understand enough, it's a no-brainer, mm. right? Uh, but yeah, I, it gives a shit about pills and who's taking what. Awareness, I guess, is the point of these pills. Yeah. Um, it's to be able to go down these rabbit holes and be able to see that, you know, this, this government originally was only supposed to be around to, you know, uh, protect your rights. And now they're functioning living organism that they're, tries to function your they're, life. They're ready to pull up on your door with the vaccine, bro. Absolutely. Like, so, government's way too strong. But once again, you go back to the orange pill and you realize that all the reason they're willing to do that, it's all money related. Bro. It's all petrol power related. F- Pfizer said $26 billion in profits. You see what I'm saying? And that they want to do it every year. So <laughs> it's beneficial to maybe get red-pilled. Oh, uh, but I wouldn't even consider myself being a somebody to get red-pilled, although yeah. I maybe uh, agree with some red-pill stuff. Yeah, so yeah. like to me, it's, it's when you see that it ties back to the dollar and power at any standing point, yeah. and then you see, right? Because if you're red-pilled, you still don't know how to fuck to get out of that fiat system. That's what I'm saying. The orange pill can lead sure, to the red pill, sure. but not vice versa. But um, I, I think the orange pill just leads to a free individual. And if yeah. the red pill happens to be more correlated with what freedom actually stands for, which is debatable, mm-hmm. then you're going to find yourself there. But I wouldn't even put a label past the orange pill because what you're going to learn from the orange pill is sovereignty at its finest, yeah. how to be able to have property rights and take it back. And you're not going to care about a political leaning. You're not going to be care about an individual. Yeah, I'm famously here always telling you, like, who gives a fuck if Donald Trump got blocked from... T-? Because the individual means nothing to me. It's the entity that's trying to pull your strings that means everything to me. If you, if anybody has watching has ever argued with a family member about politics, they fucking won, you fucking lost. You're just listening to rhetoric, just like the other person you were arguing with is listening to rhetoric. Orange pill comes in, there's no argument. Yeah. There's cohesiveness. There is, you're right. We're fighting the same cause, the same freedom, the same. And then maybe you're right. If it leans to that, cool. But once again, if, if when I hear orange pill, it's like, Okay, so they just believe something different than the other guys do. The blue pill or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I understand. Mm. When I see orange pill, I'm like, this person is interested in sovereignty, which means that they're part of my clique, which means that, you know, we have more in common than most other people or whatever. Uh, but once again, this conversation about pills and shit is all rhetoric mm-hmm. talk. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 if, if a political figure, entity, organization, uh, anything that's tied to any dollar in that sense has gotten you to... Be spiteful to anybody you love or you care about. I guarantee you 1,000% you fell for something that they mastered, uh, manipulation, and it, that's how they won. That's how they conquered. That's how they did the, the... I got a buddy who calls it kabuki theater uh, mm-hmm. of politics. 
that's what Kabuki theater is. That's when it's all an illusion. And and I've seen so, especially during the last year, I've seen so many people try to hold weight or hold virtuous meaning on one political side or one thing's uh, governance or decision making and all that because of great reasons. Both sides always cultivate great reasons. Um, but at the end of the day, if it leads to a fight, it's not really cohesive. It's not a good mm-hmm. reason, it's, it, in my opinion. So the Orange Pill just mass, and that's probably why I'm so adapted to the Orange Pill and why it sucked me in so fast because I never had that red pill, blue pill feeling. I was always on that, look at y'all, like that mm-hmm. standpoint. And the Orange Pill allowed me to be like, oh, there's a group that feels the same way. Look at y'all. Mm-hmm. Like y'all all gonna play games with us. That's what y'all doing because it's about yeah. power and money. So you're going to get me on your side. You're going to rile me up. You're going to have me fight with a family member, a brother, a sister, a cousin, or something like that. We'll never, you know, be able to take that moment back. It's an argument that'll live forever. A homeboy gets, or a homegirl, or this person gets to, you know, not wear a mask and fly around and do whatever the fuck you want. People need to see that that's bullshit. And the orange pill gets rid of all that. Max Kaiser, for like the fifth episode in a row, sucks the poison out the room. You don't need these leanings. You don't need to believe these people when you have the orange pill. Yeah, he's, he, he, one of his posts was like, you know, Bitcoin has allowed me to basically have so much that I don't have to care about politics. Bingo. Bingo. And when, we don't, yeah. when we're tied to the fiat system, we have yeah. to have a side, right? Yeah. Because it's like, yo, if I don't go red, for example, and, and uh, I got a buddy who has a, a show called No Labels who kind of runs through this stuff, like these labeling stuff uh, yeah. all the time. But, you know, if you consider yourself red, you're going to feel that anything from the other side is a threat to your dollar. So whether you start with just the dollar and then go down like the deep state rabbit hole and then figure out reasons to pick it apart, cool. And then on the other side, it's the same thing. What they're doing, to your belief, is, is, gonna, is a threat to your dollar because we value the dollar. That's what these guys, these power tripping. So now they develop their strategies together. That's the funny part. It's not a red versus a blue. This is a whole group of people that are doing this together, this kabuki theater, to then basically tell you, you on this side are my people. Let's go against people on that side. Because if we don't, they're going to take away the way you live, the way you make money, the way... And then they flip the argument around and these people are like, oh, if you don't stop them, they're going to steal your money. They're going to... Taxes is going to be given to whatever. I don't even care about politics. But that's what happens. And from my experience, everybody that's been orange-pilled is less about that, right? And more about how do we win? Yeah, we have a bigger problem in hand. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. it, it, it just yeah. woke everybody up. Like, yeah. and I hate using woke terms, but yeah. it woke everybody up to like, fuck a red and a fucking blue. Fuck such and such. Below. You know, name them. You get all of them. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> because they're all liars on both standpoints. And the really smart people are the ones that, like you said, have elevated to a level that's like, you know what, man? This is up to me. Because yeah. I can't even trust these motherfuckers anymore. Yeah. And that's not secret. I think everybody's vibe nowadays. This is this is so uh, not to cut you off. Yeah, I'm ranting. Yeah, thinking about Bitcoin. um, One thing is like there's no figurehead. There's no president. There's no top entity that can change the way it works. Um, And so again, when you think about politics, you know, there's multiple leanings, um, but people run it. When you think about other coins, people run it and can change things the same way the central banks and the Federal Reserve work together to issue you know 10 trillion new coins yeah uh, other coins can do that right and what does that do you have no scarcity at that point you're it's you inflated no you know yeah. what i mean then you start borrowing um, like you're doing now you start saving their shit not your shit yeah and that's another thing about bitcoin about so man so listen i don't know on that same tangent orange pill yeah yeah I don't care about, excuse me, I don't care about any other pill. I don't care about any other situation. Everybody's free to think what they want. Um, I do find a lot of the, the deep state stuff intriguing. Yeah. Um, 
But at, at the end of the day, from like a day-to-day standpoint, yeah. if I don't take action on what I want to do with my life mm-hmm. or, and what I want to do with the situation that's at hand to present it to me, all that stuff is noise, dude. Yeah. All that stuff is major fucking noise, yeah. right? Because at the end of the day, I could fight with people thousands of miles away, but if I fight with somebody at my dinner table and I got to see them every fucking month because of some motherfucker that don't give a shit about anybody or a group of people that... That's yeah. a bad trade-off, man. Uh, yeah. And I, I, it's, been a, it's been a long one, um, a long year for me, especially because of that, because I'm so confused at how people flip the switch when it goes to, to, to having to believe a certain thing. And finally, finally, there's a protocol, there's a set of rules, there's a consensus for people to say, yo, like you said a little while ago, there's a big problem happening right now. Mm-hmm. And when you see that the problem of you fighting with homeboy on Twitter or homegirl at the dinner table or whatever is happening because of them, you're, yeah. you're going to want to join this other fight. Yeah. And then we go back to the revolutionary times. Now it's us versus, you know what I'm saying, that whole mm-hmm. British, whole enterprise that they got mm-hmm. going on. And... and, and yeah, man. At that point, militia back back in that, that time, the militia didn't give a shit if you were red, blue, if you were, you know, with the king, without the king. You fought or you didn't fight. You yeah. fought for freedom or you didn't fight for freedom. So back to what we were saying earlier, you're willing to get killed for this thing because there's no other alternative. Yeah. You either live to be their, you know, detainee, their slave, mm-hmm. or you live to fight for at least the future of your children. It may not be yours. We, me, you, and I may never do anything with this Bitcoin shit. Mm-hmm. But damn it, we're going to accumulate as much as possible so when our children decide to traverse this earth, um, shout out to Drew from Unchained Capital, but, or we decide to go to a different planet with our asset, check out Drew's articles on Unchained Capital. Uh, I think you can find the uh, Bitcoin Audible has it as well. He talks about Bitcoin in space. And mm. he, oh my God, it's... I mean, they were talking about... Mind-blowing. Uh, sp- no, was SpaceX uh, and Starlink. Yeah. Having... This is the thing, though, that I'm really blown away by. He was able to, like, kind of break down this whole thing of, like, you know, I'm roughing these numbers, but, like, it takes 30 minutes to get communication from Earth to Mars. Mm. Therefore, Mars has to have their own blockchain. They would not be able to function, if I got this correctly, I could be wrong. Go read it. They won't be able to function on the Bitcoin because they'll be 30 minutes late, right, on getting their updates, on getting their all the information. Transactions would take longer to process, right? So they would have to make their own blockchain, but they can still... Could be a very complicated read. They could still technically source the scarcity from the Bitcoin to produce this blockchain. Yeah. So they'll still be, it'll be you know, I think he used the, the coin, uh, uh, Elon coin, I think is where he used it so to be descriptive. Mm-hmm. But I think that Elon coin was still dependent on the scarcity of funding of Bitcoin. So the half hour thing was something that he played with that was interesting, but he went deeper into it. Awesome read. Uh, awesome, fantastic stuff. I haven't stuff. thought about that. I don't think anybody Because I'm, I'm not thinking about, like, if you had the chance, would you go to Mars? No. I'm good. I'm straight, no, bro. No. But I would like to do what I can do possibly to make sure my kids get there. Yeah. Yeah. If they want to, of course. But mm-hmm. I, I'm under the impression that um, I say this all the time. There's people that, you know, make things very complicated, right? Um, when it comes to like the origins of human beings, you know, uh, religious, not religious, blah, blah, all that stuff. To me, we're monkeys. We fucked up. This experiment has failed. Mm. We have not done whatever it is that we, we, we were meant to be put here for, we have failed at that test. Yeah. And I don't think this planet will be habitable uh, come maybe our children's, grandchildren's time frame. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, if we don't do everything possible to at least explore that opportunity, human race as we know it, meaning in this galaxy, will cease to exist. Um, I'm a big firm believer that other planets were already failed experiments. That's another rabbit hole that I won't even go down. But yeah, uh, similar to a mouse being inside 
of amaze and not knowing it, just looking for their incentive, and the scientists sitting back and exploring to see what the mouse does with this said situation, mm -hmm. I think somewhere along the line, us human beings were placed here for that same exact reason as monkeys, as primitives, and then we did good for a very long time, meaning that we learned how to hunt, we build opposable thumbs, we got bigger brains, all this stuff, uh, but at the end of the day, as things, even though they're safest as they've ever been medically, blah, 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 blah. Um, I still think we failed this experiment. And I think this planet won't be habitable, say, maybe 100 years from now. Yeah. Um, and, and we continue to fuck ourselves over because now we have, before we didn't have ways to wipe the world out in one shot. Now with nuclear weapons, we obviously could wipe this planet in a matter of an afternoon. Back then, you kill a tribe, that area goes inhabited for 50 years, and then somebody else takes it over. Mm -hmm. We could wipe out humanity at, a, at, at an emotional individual's bad day. Mm. That's a very big situation. Uh, but yeah, we failed this experiment, man. Um, I love life. I love the beautifulness of it, which makes me want to embrace it even more and be with my kids and all that more. This is not like a sour party thing. It's just we use inevitable a lot. It's just inevitable that this isn't going very well. People are not getting along. It's getting more wild than ever, and nobody can say how they feel um, without getting killed, ostracized, and any other stuff. Um, and this is way deeper than social media banning. This is life banning. When you move into a, a, a community or you move into a state that literally ostracizes you for the way you think, mm. right? That's, that, that's happening, and it's happening at a bigger level. Bitcoin fixes a lot of things, but I don't know if it's going to be able to fix uh, human ego. Um, and that's why I'm saying that's how I stand yeah. on that. So I don't even know how we got on that tangent. But no, the space thing from Drew. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get off this planet, man. And it'll be cool to know that Bitcoin can, you know, in a technical way, which is why I can I, operate I, out there. And it's, it, it, was, it was interesting, man. You got to check yeah. it out. But uh, yeah, it kind of can't, but it kind of yeah. can in a way. Yeah. And it was cool that somebody uh, was even willing to explore that. And I think it's yeah. three articles. Though. It's not just one, it's like a series. That's interesting. And my man is just like... Sci-fi Bitcoin. Yeah, I've heard him do a bunch of talks lately, too. And he's just a very, very knowledgeable guy. He's, uh, by the way, Drew, I don't want to mess up his last name, but it's Banzal, I believe. And he's a uh, chief science officer at Unchained Capital. Uh, and he's just a very uh, smart dude. And, and those are very... If you want to really get out of Bitcoin and get out mm -hmm. of the U.S., and <laughs> yeah. this dude will take you on a different uh, adventure, which is, which is pretty cool, man. Check that out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see what we got here next, where we wrap this up. Oh, Marty Bent and Michael Saylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, listening to Marty Bent on his podcast, he has Michael Saylor on. Marty Bent's position is that uh, Michael Saylor, you know, helping to start the mining uh, coalition yeah. or council. Um, and his focus being on, you know, giving data to the ESG folks. The ESG folks are the people who you know, demand everything be created off of renewable energy by the year 2030 or the world is going to explode and we're all going to die, right? Yeah. And, and they're taking those standards and they're forcing them on industries and it's eventually going to harm people, right? People, there are a lot of these posts about Tesla and how like, oh, Teslas are great for you, except they're actually wasteful. And the only way Tesla really operates is off of government subsidies. Like they're really not making money. Right. Um, and, and, and so it's, it's all this crazy stuff. So Marty Bent's like, yo, you appease the mob. They're never going to stop. They're just going to keep taking, keep taking, keep taking. So, yeah. like, why are we are even appeasing them? Screw them. And yeah. Michael Saylor is like, listen, in the corporate world, um, he, he he explained this. He was like, listen, this is how it goes. When when you're dealing with a potential uh, investor or whatever or sponsor, and, and they're going to do business with you, they're going to have they're, they're going to talk to their lawyer, and their lawyer is going to have to create some crafty questions that say, you know, how much energy does Bitcoin use? 
Uh, what about renewable energy? What about this? What about that? And they're going to create all these questions because it's their job. And if they don't ask those questions, that company is going to fire them as an attorney. Yeah. And so the person who represents the company then comes to Michael Saylor and asks him those questions before they put Bitcoin on their own balance sheet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, they heard, you know, Bitcoin energy is X, Y, Z. And, and so all Michael Saylor or anyone, you know, in that corporate world has to do is say, you know, actually, that's not true. Here's the, you know, uh, case in point factual study on that. Here's the resource reference this. Yeah. Um, so he's like, it's just one of those checks and balances things before, you know, the, those corporations or whoever put money, who basically accumulate Bitcoin on their balance sheet, right? Yeah. Um, so he's like, they're, they're not really doing it with malice, but because that's just the trend in the industry, those conversations have to happen. And he's, and his whole thing is like, and we've talked about this, like Bitcoin will never get to, you know, $10 million a coin if it's only plebs buying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like corporations eventually have to buy cities, governments, all these things, our opinion on it, whatever. Yeah. But Michael Saylor is like corporate adoption doesn't happen unless these checks and balances are taken care of, which I understand from a corporate perspective. It's um, a tough balance. I, I yeah. simultaneously believe the ESG stuff is BS. Um, and, and his his point, too, he had another gentleman on the phone. I forget his name, but uh, they had read off. Saylor had read off how many councils there were or coalitions there were across so many different industries. Yeah. He's, he was like, you know, our point with this is not we're not the only Bitcoin council whatever we're just uh, a coalition and we're going to create data and we're going to have a site and you're going to be able to reference these pdfs these files these case studies yeah so you can share these resources so we can have accurate information in a sea of misinformation he's like every day i tweet and i have so many people so many bots tweeting at me and like trying to bring this down and and it's like what money is responsible behind this what doesn't want to see how how much money is the banking industry going to push into propaganda to buy Twitter bots to try to take down Musk and any other, not Musk, uh, Sailor and like anyone, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyone influential in the space, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's gonna be money behind this. He, he they talked yeah. about uh, like the internet of the, the history of the internet and email. Yeah. And uh, guess who didn't want email? USPS. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and now there's this beef there. And, yeah. and they were saying that the, that the internet uses too much energy. That email yeah. uses too much energy. It's the same arguments we're hearing now. It's old industries paying for propaganda yeah. in a fight to... That's a slippery one. You know what I mean? So they, they talked a about a lot of stuff. There, yeah, yeah they, they, they talked through a lot of good things. And uh, I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I, I agree with both. I think ESG is BS. And I understand Sailor's perspective on corporate adoption. If you're coming from a freedom angle... Um, then you don't want these individuals. You don't need that diaper treatment for these big entities, these big banks that are coming in. I do think you brought up, and they bring up a good point, which is, you know, the plebs can't get it to a $10 million coin. Mm -hmm. But this is about freeing as many people from this current system as possible, if you see it from the standpoint I see it from. So I could give two shits if... I I can't name any of those big shots, but any of those big shots needs Michael Saylor to be the pamper for their shit. That's fantastic. We don't need data. You want to know why? Because it's transparent. Yeah. You can go find your own data. And what I mean by slippery slope is, is you start by saying, oh, we're just organizing information for these guys. And then it becomes, well, now there's an industry for collecting and data analytics, right? On-chain yeah. analysis, which we've already talked about in Bitcoin. Yeah. Now you add that to mining to pamper people that don't care about the freedom of the masses. They yeah. care about enhancing their wealth. For oh, their yeah, it's, it's, it's profits and, and all so that the, stuff. So the argument in that situation it loses to Michael Saylor. It's, 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 you're wasting your time. You're now the big time and energy guy, right? He's all about time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy because what you're trying to do is now incentivize the people that have your size pockets, right? That don't need freedom because they live free in this world already, right? 
while bringing them on board incentivizes your pockets because mm-hmm. you're a holder, a massive holder at that, right? Yeah. And then you try to tell us, calm down. Like, this is big boy talk. You just don't understand it. Oh, I understand. Yeah. This is freedom. And the more people like Ben and Jose that have it, the better this world will be. The more people like Michael Saylor and those guys have it, mm. the more current we're going to stay. Yeah. Those guys are not bringing nothing new to the table. Michael Saylor needs to go back to the philosopher Saylor, to the guy that was actually making logical connections with why we need this and why it's a freedom tool, right? Because that pumped developers up, that pumped other people up, and we saw a bunch of cool stuff. Michael Saylor needs to stop trying to be the diaper so he can help his pockets out, my opinion. But that's the problem when these big companies get, you know, like, like, like Marty Ben said, we kind of quell them into understanding this. Mm-hmm. You need big pictures, you need big numbers while buying them time to steal all this freedom technology away from dudes like us. Listen, stop, Michael Saylor. You got big money. You got big pockets of Bitcoin. We won't get to a $10 million coin. But I don't know about you. I don't talk to too many people that wish for a $10 million coin. Yeah. It's just, people used to wish six figures and all that stuff. But now it's like, yo, I want to give this to, I want to just build wealth with this. Wherever it may be, however it may be, on the island to the small things. Like, I just want to not worry about money ever again in my life. There's so many different reasons. But nobody has ever come to me like, yo, I'm holding this. Until this shit gets to 10 mil, and I'll do anything to make it get to 10 mil. Only the big, big whales who already have massive freedom pieces, if you want to call them pieces, are willing to make that trade-off. But you're forgetting everybody in El Salvador. So if all these big ESG mining companies come in and the banks come in and start flooding and corporations come in, does that benefit El Salvador? Does that benefit the small islands? Yeah. If they were ahead of it, it does. If they front-ran it, most likely they won't front-run it. Because if they could barely pay for the pupusa ingredients, since we like to use pupusas, Mm. They're not gonna be able to afford a savings, a stash over a coin or two coins. Yeah. I mean, even even at this level, like a lot of people can't accumulate their an entire coin. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So now we have now we have this parader, is what I'm gonna call him. Uh, Michael Saylor basically telling us, Y'all don't understand what's happening. We need to get this to be a $10 million coin. Yeah. We need to get the world to have this, is what we need to do. I'm not worried about the big that's why I'm not worried about Amazon, and that's why that news to me is always meh. Yeah. These people were awarded a freedom life. I'm not going to get into the reasons why they got here. Hard work, dedication, mm-hmm. cutthroat. There's many reasons why they got here. But the fact of the matter is they're here. You can't speak for the nine to five workers if you're Michael Saylor. Yeah. You can't speak for the at-home miners if you're Michael Saylor. You can't speak for the at-home miners even if you're Compass Mining. You can't speak when you're profiting off of people and then go on that same tangent on CNN and all this. Places. This is the first freedom technology we've ever seen in life. For who? Mm. Seems like it's for you with the actions you're taking and for the people that riding your yacht. It's not for the plebs. So can the plebs stack a $10 million coin? No. But the plebs could do more than that. They can make this network bigger than the, the world has ever seen. Yeah. And that's bigger than Michael Saylor and that's bigger than anybody else. Because Michael Saylor, I'm sure, knows this and I'm sure many people in his position do. If the plebs leave, yeah. you're done. Right. You're back to being the tech guy that nobody knows about. Right? So I think this is a slippery slope. I do think you brought up, and I know you're referencing their arguments. Mm. Um, there is really great arguments for both sides. But at the end all be all, if it's about getting freedom from this monetary system, which we talk about constantly, what is Michael Saylor doing? Pampering to people that don't care about people's freedoms. Yeah. What, what are you doing? How, is, how are you selling that to me by telling me, right? Because he's not telling you everything. He's just giving you the bullet points or whatever. You become the arbiter of data now. Because you were the, the front guy. So you ESG, you're the, you're the one that wanted to communicate. Now these big pockets go to you for all the data. You become the Google of mining data or the mm-hmm. Google of Bitcoin data. 
when that space in this world is not needed because it's a transparent ledger. You can see hashing. You can see mempool data. You can see everything. You can see transactions. Michael Saylor is basically building a business for himself and telling us that it, it's okay because this is what needs to happen. That doesn't need to happen. That's what anarchy is about. Man, fuck you, ESG. That's Marty Bent. That's his position on it. So it's cool to see them going back and forth. I do think there is a need for a central resource <clears throat> website. Central doesn't exist here. Or, or like a, a just, I know what you mean. Just, I just want to say that. I know what you mean. Though. Just just a website, right? So yeah. so when CNN and all these you know reporters and, and Twitter journalists keep saying that you know Bitcoin is boiling oceans, I can go to a website and grab a PDF case study to be like, actually, it doesn't, and I have the hard data in front you of me. You could do that. You know though. what I'm saying? Like, that's what the mempool. Is. That's that what the mining websites are. That's what like all this information is trans. The information that Michael Saylor has, you have on your cell phone. That's what I'm saying. What website would you go to? Like for what? To, for mining information? To have energy related mining. See, that, that, that's different, but that's where it's a slippery slope because the people that are giving you the information now on the energy consumption of, say, a state, yeah. those, those people are connected to the ESG. Right. So now Michael Saylor's not even getting accurate data. And they can make the argument by telling the state, nah, you, when you give us this electric analytic report back, mm -hmm. we got to boost this by 20%. So when we go to Saylor, we can say it's not working. We're paying more than... You yeah. see, Central, you start trusting people with information swap when the information is transparent. Anything that anybody needs to know, including the government, including sure. the state... It's right there for you. You can yeah. go and get that information. And then, as the federal government or whoever is interested, you can go to each state and say, hey, Massachusetts, well, we're running these uh, on-chain numbers on mining, and we want to see if you've seen whatever the hell they want to know, a spike in usage. Yeah, uh, yeah. How much does it cost the state to run yeah. this type of what? All right, well, guys, we had technical difficulties there. Awesome conversation about mining. Uh, maybe we'll move it over to next week. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do that. Um, but we had technical difficulties. We got to work through... Uh, we reached our hour mark. We want to respect y'all time. But as always, guys, episode 29 in the books. Please yes, rate, share, and subscribe. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the big red button. That's how you subscribe to us and get a notification. If you hit the bell, that's how you know when we got brand new live episodes. Somebody actually asked me that. When do I know when the episodes come? Hit that bell on YouTube. On your favorite, uh, favorite podcasting platform, you can also hit the subscribe button and you should get a notification. Uh, please rate the show. Reach out in the comments. Rate the show. That helps us get up higher in the algorithm. If you know about Lightning 2.0 and you know about streaming sets and you run Breeze app or you run any of these other apps that allow you to do that, please, that's how we continue to have these conversations going for you guys and continue to give you this value. We always appreciate y'all. We always appreciate your input for the show. Ben? All good, bro. All opinions expressed by Jose and Ben or any of the guests on this show are solely their opinion and their opinion alone. Their opinions do not reflect the opinions of any of the sponsors or other parties involved in the recording of this show. Do not treat any opinion expressed by Jose and Ben as a specific endorsement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. Their expressions of their opinion on this show is purely for informational purposes.